Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to an emergency Talking City podcast from the uh, Manchester Evening News. And I say it's emergency because we've got possibly one of the biggest transfer stories of, uh, of the summer. And this summer, that's saying something because Cristiano Ronaldo could be on his way to Manchester City. And even a few days ago, that seemed impossible. So we're here from the Manchester Evening News to talk through it, try and get to the bottom of what's true and what isn't. My name is Joe Bray and joining me are City writers Stuart Brennan and Simon Bysakovsky. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well. Busy, busy old week. I've had yeah, two just... days off. <laughs> not not a lot. You should have known, Simon should have known, because whenever I take a day or two off, everything kicks off. It's almost as if I know that these things are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. The other day we had Harry Kane's statement that it felt like it was coming, but it was still a bit of a surprise where he said, I'm staying at Tottenham. That ended City's chances of signing him really he's going to be a Tottenham player for the rest of the season and it looked for probably a few hours that City weren't going to sign a striker then the Cristiano Ronaldo rumours came back Stuart what's happening are City signing Ronaldo well like I say I've, I've had two days off so I've, I've jumped back <laughs> into this this morning uh, and every indication is that a deal is highly possible I, I wouldn't go any further than that I know I know there's talk out there that the, it's almost done and so on that's not what I'm hearing and that's not that's not what I understand I understand that it is, it is definitely a possibility uh, I think it would come down to the fee possibly uh, personal terms but City hold all the aces in this one, really. You know, unlike the Kane one where they're doing the chasing and Spurs could just afford to sit. City hold so many aces. And it, it does sound to me like it's a, a a real distinct possibility. Simon, you've been uh, working on this whilst Stu's been putting his feet up. What what can you tell us? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was quite interesting, really. There were, I mean, City were offered Kane. Sorry, they were offered... Cristiano Ronaldo last week. They wish they'd been offered Harry Kane. Um, they were offered Ronaldo and they get on very well with George Mendes, who has a number of clients at City and has done in the past. And they didn't say no to Ronaldo. They just said not at this time because we are pursuing Harry Kane. Now, the, the Ronaldo to City chat had kind of started to bubble up um, at the start of this week again. And then Kane came out with this statement. Now, at the same time, there were still people, after Kane said that he wasn't joining City, there were still people sort of within the club who were kind of saying, no, we won't get anyone, we'll be fine without, which is what Guardiola has said on record. And that is what they will say if they don't get Ronaldo, because like Stu says, it's by no means a done deal. However, it's taken on some momentum and grown and grown this week, and it certainly looks viable at this moment in time which is just pretty mind-blowing um I, I don't think any of us predicted we would be here at this stage of the transfer window I think that's it because we, we've we've had a year or so of maybe Lionel Messi being a, a possibility and on and off and that one seemed like it would make sense with with the links to Pep Guardiola and, and Barcelona and, and his past with Lionel Messi 
with, with Ronaldo, it, there's none of that. There's, there's none of that connection. If anything, his links to United in the past would rule it out. But it seems that now, you know, all the, the reporting in, in Italy in particular is saying that he, he does want to join City. And, uh, you know, they've been showing that um, Ronaldo left Juventus training today and has uh, apparently cleared his locker out and, and said goodbye. Stuart, what, what do you think the, the, the United links would do like how how are fans going to perceive this on both sides of uh, of Manchester? I don't think the United fans are very happy. Um, you know, it, it kind of spoils his legacy as far as they're concerned. I mean, going back to uh, his time at United, you always got the distinct impression that Ronaldo couldn't stand City. They inevitably gave him a tough time whenever he played against them. You know, because he he was so so good. You know, he's so effective, and they used to uh, they used to give him a bit of a kick in, to say the least, in the in the nicest possible way. I think he got sent off a couple of times against against City. So that relationship is is perhaps something that would need to be overcome. He also, you know, we we, we hear down the years that, that him and Guardiola don't particularly like each other. It's obviously the Barcelona-Real Madrid thing. Now, I think these things can get blown out of context in football and they're never insurmountable, you know. Uh, and you've, we've seen plenty of times in the past where players and managers who don't particularly like each other on a personal level get on perfectly well on a professional basis, especially when you've got two, two at the very top of the, their game like Guardiola and Ronaldo are, you know, it, it would it would be a marriage of convenience in a way, you know, um, you wouldn't have thought that Ronaldo would be a good fit for City football-wise, uh, you wouldn't have possibly thought he would be a good fit in terms of, you know, the squad unity and harmony and so on, but again, you know, he, he, Ronaldo's played in top teams right down the years and it's never, never really been a problem, you know, Guardiola's teams are all about um, almost socialist in a way. You know, everybody pulls together, everybody works for the common goal, and everybody reaps the rewards. And Ronaldo has always come across as this iconic CR7 figure who's all about himself, and you know the team are just there to, to play around him. But I don't think that's that's necessarily the full story of it. I think he he has to have been a team player to achieve what he's achieved and to play in the teams that he's played in. So I don't think I don't think that again that's insurmountable. There might be some. If this does come off, I think there'll be some intense chats between Guardiola and, and Ronaldo um, in the way that there were between Guardiola and Aguero, possibly, you know, when, when Guardiola forced Aguero to change his game in some ways. But, you know, Ronaldo knows that before he comes in. He knows what Guardiola's about. He knows what City are about. So, you know, if he's not prepared to, to fit into that, well, he needs to change his plans pretty rapidly um, before this goes any further. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It wouldn't have been a natural fit, but I think they can certainly make it work, especially with a player of his time. I was looking at his last season, 36 goals in 44 games. So people are talking about him being over the hill. That isn't somebody who's over the hill. Now, whether this is a season too far, you never know. But you look at him, you look at his conditioning. I remember from when he first came to United, people were, were talking about the way he trained. He, he trained like an absolute monster, you know, and it... I've not heard anything to suggest he doesn't do that any longer. You know, I think he's he's just a consummate professional in everything he does. So you would expect him to come to come to City and really want to really want to have a, a big swan song to his career. Really, well, you've set me up perfectly for the next question I was going to ask you, Simon. Where does he fit into this this City side? Because as Stu says, he's he's an individual. He's clearly will have to play in a team, but he he is the star of that team of whatever team he plays in. And, you know, sometimes if you don't give him the ball, then he has a big tantrum on the pitch or looks that way. So how's he going to fit into this city side? Yeah, I was asked this question uh, yesterday and the, the answer is you just stick him in the middle up front and he scores goals. 
that's what City are missing, and that's what he he will give them. I mean, they've got four thousand wingers and no centre forwards. Like Gabriel Jesus deciding that he'd prefer to play on the wing means that City City start went into last season with two centre forwards in Aguero and Jesus. Well, they've now got none. They've got no one who's comfortable playing in the middle up front. Um, so for me, it's just a no-brainer. Ronaldo goes straight into the team and it's up to all these players that have decided that they're not comfortable playing up front to sort of fight it out for the two places on the wing that, you know, the the, the 84 players will have to work out. But that's their problem and not and not Ronaldo's. Um, you know, I, like Stu and yourself have been saying, a, a lot has been made of like Ronaldo as the individual. And yeah, he moans at teammates when he doesn't... Um, get the ball or things his way. Kevin De Bruyne does that. Kevin De Bruyne gets annoyed at his teammates when they don't do what he wants to do. Like, it's a sign of being one of the best players in the world. And Pep Guardiola gets annoyed at all of the players when they don't do what he wants them to do. Um, It's not a perfect solution, Ronaldo coming to City. It's not perfect for, for anyone, really. But it can work because the people involved all prioritise winning above anything else. You know, some City fans may not be able to forgive him for his United pass. Will they forgive him if he wins in the Premier League and Champions League or scores a hat-trick at Old Trafford? Probably. So, you know, there are a lot of reasons why um, it will be kind of, you know, why there are difficulties with this move and why it may not be to everyone's taste. But there's also a lot of reasons why it can definitely work this season. Well, I'll uh, I'll come back at you Simon because you've, you've sort of started on the next question I was going to ask which is how much of a statement of intent would it be for signing Ronaldo particularly in the Champions League we saw the the group stage draw was, was yesterday and uh, it's not an easy one for City it's PSG and uh, Lionel Messi and RB Leipzig aren't going to be an easy one either and uh, Club Bruges I think did they take a point or two off uh, Real Madrid last season so it's uh, definitely one of the more difficult Champions League draws City have been handed but would Ronaldo help City in their bid to go one step further than last season and win the Champions League? Absolutely yeah, I don't think you can underestimate sort of that that know-how and that clinical edge. Um, you think back to City's first season under Guardiola, they finished, they sort of scraped top four. They would have been a long way off that if Sergio Aguero had not scored the goals that he did. Now, Aguero wasn't playing as Guardiola wanted him to play, but nevertheless, it was Aguero's goals that got them where they wanted to be. And what they've been missing in crunch games is someone who can stick that ball in the net. You think like Liverpool at home when they won the league, it was Aguero. And they can do it without a striker. They did it last season. But I I think someone, uh, some City fan I saw was saying like, it's in the crunch games and the crunch games last season at the back end, they lost to Chelsea three times. They just did not have anyone capable or who could be relied upon to, to score goals in big games. And, and Ronaldo is that so, you know, I don't think his... I think, as Saturday showed, they can win a lot of Premier League games without that reliable striker um, and win a lot handsomely. But I think for those big, big games, you can't underestimate the importance of someone like Ronaldo. No, and especially, I mean, you, you mentioned his uh, his record of, of last season and is it, is it five Champions League trophies he's got? That, that sort of experience is what City are lacking and they're getting closer. They've got the players to do it, but they've not got the players who know how to get over that line. And, and, and Ronaldo is, is that type of player, just as Lionel Messi would have been. Stu, we've seen this week that, I mean, the only reason that 
City will be going for Ronaldo is because Harry Kane isn't going to arrive. Would the arrival of Ronaldo change City's plans for signing a striker next year or the year after? No, I don't think it. I don't think it would. I mean, I've just written a piece, uh, and I've looked at the headline that's gone on the piece, and I thought this is going to get people jumping around here because I've written a piece that says, in in some ways, a deal for Ronaldo at this stage makes more sense than the Harry Kane deal would have done. Now, that's not to say in a football sense, you know, that that, that Ronaldo's a better signing than Kane because I don't think that's the case. I think Kane would have been a brilliant signing. I think he would have fit perfectly. But in terms of the fact that Tottenham wanted so much money for him and that was a sticking point and City weren't prepared to pay that the only way City could have got that deal done was to go above break break the, their rules about you know their budget and so on uh, and, and go out and spend that extra money and I don't think that would have that that was ever going to happen Ronaldo City hold hold the aces as we said you know they, they, they could get this deal done for a relatively small amount it's clearly only a stopgap you know it, it's one year Two years at most, you would think, uh, and then next summer they've still got still got the money. They've still got a budget to go out and spend, and then next summer you've got you've got Harland possibly available. Kane's another year down the line. You know, Daniel Levy might have to think again. You know, in terms of does he cash in? And of course, young Liam Delap is another year down the line. We don't know how he's going to play out. He's with the first team squad. If if he if he stands up this season and does really well in in whatever games he plays, you know, he's sort of nineteen twenty in a year's time, then does he start to come into the equation and save them a lot of money in terms of buying a striker? So in in that regard, it makes perfect sense. Kane, Kane wasn't happening simply because City, City said all along, we will not pay this kind of money. You know, Pep said back in April, we can't afford at the prices that are being asked. He said it again in July. It's too expensive for us at the prices being asked. And then when a report came out not so long ago saying uh, City, you know, Kane and his family were celebrating because uh, there's a £160 million deal in the offing to City. City made it pretty plain that they will never pay £150, £160 million for a player. So that that was not going to happen. So Levy was holding out for something that wasn't going to happen, perhaps knowing that and, and, you know, knowingly doing so. So the Kane deal fell apart for, for that very reason. Now, when you look at it, in terms of alternatives, it's almost a perfect stopgap alternative. I can't think of a better one, uh, especially if they get him for the kind of money that's been talked about, you know, 20, 30 million euros for Cristiano Ronaldo, when you will get, get a lot of that money back in terms of, you know, the, the prestige and, the, and I mean, kit sales is always a funny one because we know Puma will get most of that. But in terms of everything else, in terms of the publicity and everything that goes with, with Cristiano Ronaldo, City will get an awful lot back from that. So off the field as well as on the field, it makes perfect sense. Well, it's, it's similar to when we were talking about will Lionel Messi join City. It's it's a lot of money to, to pay him and to, to sign him. But the commercial opportunities that it gives is, uh, is something that City haven't really experienced before. And Simon, do you think that that, there's now a sense that the best players in the world really do want to play for City because we've seen Messi, Ronaldo and Harry Kane all sort of be open to moving to City now. That's different to even a few years ago when City had to sign the players who were going to become those next players, not the players who were already at the top of the game. Yeah, there's no doubt that um, City's success um, and the package that they offer, um, not money necessarily, but you know, Guardiola and the the whole project um, is what players want. And, 
you know, it was the reason why I say Jack Grealish decided to leave his his boyhood club and uh, disappoint all those Villa fans who were convinced that he was staying there for for life. Um, and it's a reason why you know Cristiano Ronaldo would be happy to to move it. As, as many ties as he's got to United. He wants to win the Premier League and Champions League. So if there's an opportunity to do that at City, he will. And uh, and just on the the points for next summer, you know, there's an argument that you don't sign Ronaldo because you wait for Haaland or Mbappe or, you know, Lewandowski next summer. Well, I mean, as we've been speaking, there's a report in the Telegraph saying PSG is seeking out Haaland to replace Mbappe in this window. So it, it's absolutely crazy, this window. No one thought Ronaldo would go to City. No one thought Real Madrid would be serious about buying Mbappe. Not even PSG came out and said, you know, they're just making a show so they can get him on a free next year. No, turns out Real Madrid are interested in Mbappe. PSG are interested in using that money to get Haaland. So Haaland and Mbappe could both be gone this summer. Um, In which case, City say, oh, were City to say, right, we're not going to sign anyone because we're going to wait for these players. Well, you're waiting for for nothing to happen, essentially. Um, so I think there's a sense that you've got to strike with the opportunity that that you've got. Um, and if Cristiano Ronaldo is available and willing to come to you because he sees you as a top side, then uh, it's probably worth taking. Yeah, I mean, you summed up the the uh, unpredictability of the, the transfer market just then. But even in like the 24 hours since the Champions League draw, the lineups of the the PSG and City group games have changed about three or four times, haven't they? So, um, one last question before we uh, we end this emergency podcast. We heard from Pep Guardiola this week that he seems set on leaving City after his contract expires, or he, he hinted as much that he's ready for a break after that. Stu, what do you make of that? And uh, do attention now turn to setting up City for after? 2023 and sort of making sure that there's a long-term uh, future after Pep Guardiola. Well, one thing I'm sure of is that is that he will have made made his intentions perfectly clear to the people he works with because they, they, you know they got a great symbiotic relationship him and Chica Bagaristan, Ferran Soriano. Uh, so I'm sure they won't be won't be in the dark over over what exactly he does he, he does have planned. So yeah, I mean I, if that is the case, well. You know they they will have a, a succession plan going. I mean, who that is is it's difficult to see at the moment. You know, it's after the Lord Mayor's show, isn't it, with Guardiola? I mean, there's a lot of good good coaches out there, but how many of them are available? You know, I think Chelsea have just snapped up one of the one of the prime candidates for my money uh, in, in Thomas Tuchel. But you know, uh, City will will have a plan in place by the time it happens, when it happens. Well, uh, yeah, we will uh, leave it there and uh, let's see if, if Cristiano Ronaldo will become a, a City player before long. We've, uh, in the next hour or so after recording this, we're hearing from Pep Guardiola where you know it's, he's going to talk about the Arsenal game where normally he'd be flooded with questions about Mikel Arteta. But there's, uh, I think, a few more important topics to, to discuss, not least Cristiano Ronaldo. So uh, we'll uh, bring you all that on the Manchester Evening News, bring you uh, coverage and reaction of the Arsenal game and uh, the transfer deadline is on Tuesday, I believe. So uh, if there are any new additions to come to City, potentially someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, you will hear it all on the Manchester Evening News. So thank you, Stu, Sai, for joining me and uh, we'll be bringing you another Talking City next week. <laughs>